Hello and welcome to Game of Moans, a podcast where we are re-watching Game of Thrones an episode at a time, or should I say where we have re-watched Game of Thrones an episode at a time. I am Chris Bolton, with me as always on Very Own Mountain, Mr. Mark Williams. Hello. And we've arrived, everyone. Here we are, the finale, the last episode, Series 8, Episode 6, The Iron Throne. Thank fuck. It's been a long time coming actually so facebook reminded me uh just last week almost two years exactly since yeah, we started we, this whole thing yeah um and we're about 105 106 weeks removed from this episode first airing wow um so yeah i mean first time out this episode um i remember discussing it with a lot of people and a lot of people being crushingly disappointed by it and this was a rare occasion where I think I was one of the people actually going, no, it was, it was all right. Um, <laughs> so I was I was quite interested to, to go back and look at it again. And it's far from perfect. There are there are some huge issues, as always. Um, yeah. But as has been the case consistently throughout the show, I think a lot of the issues don't necessarily belong here. The, the issues are just a result of of other things. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I didn't hate this first time. I approached it first time out, I guess, with a mix of relief because this whole thing was over just as I did this time. But also first time, I guess, I approached it with a certain amount of um, anticipation, uh, just like everybody else would have. Um, and for the most part, I wasn't disappointed. So I, I've kind of been looking forward to doing this one again. Um, so, yeah, and, and especially after last week, um which was every bit as bad as I remember and worse. <laughs> yeah. So. I mean, I'm, I'm the same. I mean, I, I remember doing this first time out and there are elements of this episode I didn't like. There are elements I thought were fantastic, um, yep. particularly some of the visuals, which we'll get onto as we go through the episode. Um, and I came to this episode first time out with a mix of trepidation and blind fury um, because I was still seething over um, the end of the, the long night. Yeah, um, and how it didn't belong, and I was very angry with a lot of people. I had to repeat the same argument over and over again about last week, and how it wasn't a massive departure from character for Danny. It wasn't this huge heel turn that actually this had been seeded since the first or second episode of the show way back when. So I was fed up of having those arguments, and then coming into this episode, I remember thinking, right, this is going to go one of two ways: either they're going to really knock it out of the park, they're going to pull something really spectacular out of the bag, and leave me going, you know what? that's not the worst ending in the world or they're going to completely carry on with their trend of fucking things up, not knowing what they're doing and just not stick the landing at all. So I came into it the first time feeling like that this time, obviously knowing where it goes. Um, I didn't have that, but I was, but I was quite keen having not watched it since it was on, let's say 105, 106 weeks ago, whatever it was um, coming into it and going, right. Okay. Having now rewatched and gone through all the pain again to get to this point, does it stack up? And I'm, I was trying to think of ways that it would work and ways it wouldn't work, and came into the episode and much like the first time, I was thinking, actually, you know what? I don't hate it. There have been there are better episodes, but there are far far worse episodes as well. I agree. Uh, there is, there are definitely ways that it can be improved. Yeah. Um, but I don't think there's anything particularly bad. I remember the very first comment I had on this episode um was to somebody who doesn't even watch the show uh that i had been just ranting to for the fact or you know had watched the show and dropped off yeah. uh basically uh that i'd been ranting to over the previous couple of weeks about how they'd completely fucked it up and 
you know, on finishing this episode, the very first thing I did was was text them and say, well, I'll be damned if they didn't just stick the landing, um, which amazed me then and um, amazes me now, to be honest, <laughs> after everything that's gone on. And um, what I have been able to do this time, I mean, first time out, I was just so dumbstruck that they managed to actually pull it off. Yes. Um, that I that I it took me a while to sort of mull on it, I think, which was why I was excited to get back. And that's kind of, again, some of the genesis behind this show where I was like, I think I need to go back and see if I can pick up some of these threads. Yeah. Um, and so this time with it all being a bit more fresh and we're watching the second time through, I was keen to see whether it would still work for me and whether it would still stack up. And actually the majority of it still does. It, it mm. can still be improved, I yes. think. And we'll talk about that as we go through. Um, but I think... You know, what they've done is with the majority of characters, there are some, um, there's one in particular that that I think actually their arc doesn't conclude at all. And that that's problematic of the last three seasons more than it is this episode. Yeah. Um, but, but for the majority of characters, like they tie all their arcs off pretty nicely. And actually the, the general mythos of the show and the general arc of the show i think is also tied up quite nicely um as i say it could be done better but we'll we'll point that out as we go through i guess so let, i mean let's dive into it um the opening is decent to be fair and we need to see it as we said last yeah. week this destruction and this devastation we need to see it through the eyes of Tyrion and john yeah. because they're the ones that matter now yeah the and... biggest problem with this episode mm is that it is structurally incorrect. The pacing yes. is all wrong. Um, it's not so much this episode's fault as it is the first 15 to 20 minutes of this episode needed to happen last week yes. is the problem. Um, because, you know, we've now had a gap of a week for everything to die down. We're now long past the battle and we get time to mull everything over, both in and out of show, yeah. uh, both us as the audience and the characters in the show. And that, And they've done this before as well. Uh, that removes all momentum from everything yes, that's happened. Um, and that's the biggest issue with this episode and with their ending, actually. And it's one yeah. that they just can't recover from. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I've got to be honest. I Coming into, coming into the, very, the, the opening of this episode, I like it. It looks good. But it's the third time in a season and a half where we've been treated to Tyrion walking mournfully through a field of burning bodies. It's like, yeah. for fuck's sake, if, if that's a motif, it needs to be seeded far better all the way through and if it's not then they're just going back to the well and that it, it looks good but it annoyed me just because they've done it so many times now yeah and and it's actually not needed here like we do need to see the destruction through Tyrion's eyes but it doesn't it's yeah. too late at this point yeah um, I mean much like we had um it was when it was in last season wasn't it where he's walking through the um out at, at um Highgarden or wherever it was where where she slaughtered the Lannister army yeah. We had it there, and then we had it in this season. I think it was the the start of the fourth episode, wasn't it? Um, whereby you no, know, they 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 counting their dead, and we we start with the um the the image of going up up Jorah's body, and then he's walking through the um through the bodies as well. So we've had it so many times now. I was like, for God's sake, you know, we get it. He you know he he he's he's largely regretting. He is seeing the you know he's seeing the impact firsthand. Yet we get it. That's fine. But it, I don't necessarily think it belongs here. Um, and I think that they, as as good and as decent as an opening as it is, because I say it, it needs to be framed in that way. They could have done it a lot of different ways. 
we we needed to see it last week when all hell was breaking loose when instead they decided to spend time with Arya because yeah. what this what this frames for Tyrion now and and for Jon actually when we come to their decisions later on this frames this whole thing as regret um and, and it makes them complicit which they have been all along and look oh, that's completely. that's all fine but then that leads to a level of almost sour grapes in the actions uh, yeah. that that they take as opposed to averting the threat in a heroic manner uh, yeah. and we'll talk about that more as well when when we come on to that but um, what what I do really like and what actually you know as much as I like this opening would have would have been far more effective and sold um where we go with with Tyrion much better than just walking through um King's Landing is the scene of him finding Jamie and Cersei um I I think it's it's beautifully shot it's incredibly well played by Peter Dinklage. Um, it is, I, although I, I call bullshit on the logic. Uh, in in terms of what, the bodies are not pulp? The bodies um, are not pulp. They're right on top. They, they weren't standing on a pile of rubble when the ceiling collapsed on them, yet they're right at the top of a pile when he finds them. There's very little damage. And the whole thing was, they, they were completely trapped. There was no way out. Everything collapsed around them, yet he just fucking walked in. I mean, I'm go- I'm gonna let that go. Suspension I mean, to, of disbelief. I mean, Come on, how honest, else can you film this? He just finds a puddle of mush. Otherwise, to be honest, I I would have been happy if he just found the hand. Well, that's too ambiguous, though, isn't it? I would have been fucking. Livid I'd have been all right. He, I, well, no, I'd have been fucking livid if he'd have just found the hand. Absolutely livid. Like you, you need to tie these threads up now. It's the end of the fucking show. You can't just be. Did they survive? Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. No. We either know or we don't, and they very categorically tell us here they they did not survive. Just finding the hand would have sent me off the fucking deep end. I probably would have turned the show off there and then, to be honest. You yeah, know I, I hate ambiguous endings. They yeah, I'd, right the I'd fuck have been up. all right with that. I've got to be honest. I'd have been no, okay with that. Absolutely not. I'd have been furious. I might have actually broken the TV. Um, I I like I like it a lot. I, I like yeah. I like Tyrion finding them. Um, yeah. yeah. Again, to be fair, his his response as well is excellent. And but as I said, the, there were some issues with the, as the fact that they he, they were so easy to find. They were so, no, they were so in the open, and there was just a very convenient path everywhere. Was uh, was just a little uh, bit too much. But I'm fine with that. Suspension of disbelief. Come on, and it's a much more interesting visual. It gives Peter Dinklage more to work with as well because there's actual bodies there that he can see. Do you reckon um, they got? Do you reckon they got paid for this for this episode just for yeah, like three seconds? Absolutely, they did. They're in the episode. Absolutely, one hundred. That's a fucking payday enough. That is, yeah, yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. They got paid for this. Um, so yeah, I like that. Um, then Arya shows up. Didn't she fuck off last week that, on a horse? I I've made notes this week, which is rare for me. Um, but the 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 comment of is why the fuck is Arya back? Didn't she leave? Yeah, and it, if I mean, if this is the immediate aftermath as well, how come they've all a chance to go off and get cleaned up? Yeah, well, I, even even weirder than that, if we're looking for logic gaps, right? So Arya just leaves and comes back. Mm. Again, just sort of playing into my theory that they didn't actually know how they were going to end it and they stitched things together. Yeah. But then also, we have the when John's walking uh, around King's Landing earlier on and we're seeing it through John's eyes and he's mournful as well and, and Grey Worm's about to execute some of the yeah. Golden Company. Yeah. Um, there's that, which is, a, again, it's a good scene and we need to see it through John's eyes, but. It's too little, too late. We need yeah. to see it last week. Um, but then all of a sudden, in the space of like a scene, Grey Worm just fucking appears 
at the top of these steps. Yes. I said, hang on a minute. He was literally just all the way down in the yeah, street executing the last, people. The last thing we had was, um, so he's, he's down there executing, uh, he's down there about to execute, and, and, and Davos says, oh, we need to speak to the Queen. Yeah. So John fucks off, and he, you know, the assumption is that he's going to see the Queen immediately. Yeah. But then, yeah, next thing you know, there's 50,000 unsullied there. Now, I'm fairly sure two weeks ago, when they all came down from Winterfell, having fought the Night King, there was only 20 of them left. Yeah. So where did they all come from where all did of a sudden? Where they come from? Yeah, and the Dothraki, because I'm fairly sure they were the first wave that all fucking died. They were. They absolutely were. They all rode off into the night, and only, like, Jorah came back. Yeah. So where did they all come from all of a sudden? Fuck knows. Again, nobody planned this shit, did they? No. So uh, this is the thing. This this opening 10, 15 minutes is, is bollocks, and it's not needed. But if it was happening at the same time as everything else going on in the chaos of last week, all yeah. of it would have worked and we wouldn't have been asking these questions. Um, Jamie, like Jamie being discovered by Terry and that belongs in this week, but the rest of it all needs to be last week. And actually I yeah. think where you probably end last week um, is, is where there's a sort of definite split in this episode at the halfway yes. point. And we'll, you know, again, we'll talk about that when we get there. Um, so yeah, there's this exchange with Danny, the top of the steps, which is kind of not needed at it's all. It's not, but before that, there's. Um, I remember, th- remember at the time, there was a re- there's a really spectacular shot. Obviously, they they've designed oh, it with, the, with the dragon fucking, and the fucking wings. Yeah, I mean, why? Not... Okay, it's in, it's it's there for show. They've yeah. not done anything like it in the last eight seasons. No, I mean, look. So it's, what is the point? It's completely on the nose. Um, yeah. Look, I like it a great deal. It's it a looks, very it looks amazing. Shot. Uh, but it's again, it's like, ah, let's work in a theme. Let's look. Bet you can't guess what this means. And yeah. look, just guys, it's too yeah. little, too late Ex- now. Exactly. You we're we're all along. in now. Yeah, you can't just look. I like it a great deal. The shot is very successful, but it's also it's fucking cringe worthy. Yeah, it's but it it is beautiful. They they execute it beautifully. Yeah, but it's just pointless. Uh, yuck. And the other thing is, where did that big fucking flag come from? Well, I thought that as well. Where's that come from all of a sudden? There's all of these just shit. It, it appears like it's been a, like... Like it's, a they've, been keep, they've been keeping it in a drawer under the bed, just well, in case. Also, it also seems like it's been a good chunk of time since the battle finished. Well, yeah, and like, she, everybody's everyone's got, everyone's gone off and cleaned up. She's, you know, she's gone and had that little leather number made. Yeah. She's gone yeah. and bought some more, some more Unsullied and brought in, brought in more Dothraki. You know, and it's like, yeah, fucking hell. Yeah, and, and so look, it, it, then she gives a big fucking Nuremberg rally speech to everybody below her, and it's like, look, this is all, this is all good stuff, um, but it just sucks all of the momentum out of the story. This is all just colder to what happened last week. If it had been going yeah. on concurrently, and you'd found other ways to work this in, um, you know, like the, the speech would obviously have to happen after the fact, but. The rest of it, if we were seeing all of it while carnage was was being wreaked, then it would be yeah. far more interesting. Whereas now I'm just, again, I'm in that thing of like, for fuck's sake, you reckon you didn't have enough time here? Like, get yeah. on with it. Well, this is it. And I mean, the, the, especially the bit we're talking about just now with um, Grey Worm and the, the Unsullied executing the, the, the prisoners. I'm going to hostages then. Um, but yeah, executing the, um, the prisoners. John was next to him for the entire fucking battle. He yep. could have done that last week. I mean, and he was set up perfectly where they had that standoff. Where the Golden Company are blocking an alleyway, you've got the the Northmen led by John and the Unsullied led by Greyworm in this big stalemate, this big sort of stare down. The Golden Company put their swords down. Danny flies over with the dragon and starts burning shit, and then Greyworm executes one of them. 
And then that's what starts the fighting. At that point, that's where John should have intervened. Yeah, absolutely. And we said that last week as well. And yep, I completely agree. And that is the main issue I have um, with this episode is I, I agree with where it goes. And I actually like where we get to a great deal. But it needed to happen last week or last week needed to happen this week. One yeah. of the two. But it all needed to happen at the same time. Yeah. Um. So then we get the scene with John and Tyrion, which is excellent. But again, this we need to see John's decision process here of yeah. oh fuck, I have got to kill her. I have got to sort this out. Yeah. You know, well, this I mean... this is this is the hero's choice once again with him. He's got to do what's right and he's got to yeah. do the hard thing. We need to see that, not be told it well, by a it, discussion they... between him and Tyrion. And, and if this is been so they kind of set it up. You have the exchange. Um, so Danny gives her big uh, address at the top of the steps. Everybody's cheering and all the rest of it. Tyrion walks up beside her and she says, Are oh, you freed your brother? Uh, and he says, And you burnt a city to the ground. Um, or you slaughtered a city. And he throws the, the, the hand badge. So we get that. And then so she orders him taken away and she follows the Dunsullied who are leading him away. And there's a point where she glares at John. And yes. it's the same as last week, whereby um, right at the start, where she blames Tyrion. For the fact the virus has betrayed her, yeah, because it's your fault. Because if if it's John's fault, because if John hadn't told you, you wouldn't have told Varys, and now I wouldn't have to kill him. And this is it again. I'm going to have to kill Tyrion now because of you. Yeah, and that look between the two of them, it's brilliantly pulled off. Again, I think Amelia Clark does a wonderful job with it, and you no, know, the the two of them really do sell it. So it's like they don't know they they start this process of you no, know, and so John's sort of looking back and going, oh shit, no, this is now going sideways. There's something that has to be done here. But then, as you said, we don't. We shouldn't have to be told. Then that shouldn't have to be explained to us. It should be fairly apparent. Or, or we we need to see him going right. Okay, there's a choice to be made here. One, no, there's. I can I can do something about it, or I can stand by and watch this happen to other cities around the world well, and it's not, other people die. Yeah, it, it's not even that. I mean, that's where we are now. So that's that's how they have to play it. Of, of we just need to see it play out in his face. But what? What we actually need is for the story to just get us there. John's our hero. If he he can see all of this shit going on last week, last week is when he needed to kill Danny. That's when everything was going end, yeah. on. That's when he like the, it shouldn't be a choice. It's not a decision. It's he's the hero. He always does the right thing. It's like okay, this is wrong. People are being executed. The city is being burned. Like this is fucking wrong. So he shouldn't have to have this discussion with, with Tyrion. They shouldn't have to. And I feel like, and I, and I think this is actually ironically why so many people rallied against these choices. This feels like the writers explaining themselves. This feels like them going, we know this is unpopular, but this is how we get here. And they do all of the heavy story lifting. And to be fair, they put the pieces in place. But it's almost like, they're bracing you. They're like, look, something's coming and you're not going to like it. But here's the reasons why we're going to do it. So hopefully this little spoonful of sugar will uh, will just help the medicine go down a little bit. And it's like, no, look, we're all adults. OK, and there has been loads of death in this fucking show. And there's been loads of unexpected characters die. And there's been real pain um, mm. for us as an audience as well. So you just go with it. If you're making this decision, you have to commit and don't waste time explaining it to us now having said all of that peter dinklage as always does incredibly well with the exposition this scene could be horrible yes as it is it's just boring and unnecessary um, yeah. but it is very good between the two of them 
you know um but it's just so entirely superfluous you know you get you know, it opens well with did you bring wine you know and you think you're going to get this this moment between them but straight away you're just going well where is this going and then then we have the discussion again you know john john says to him she's not her father really really john after, after, after everything that? you've just seen what the fuck like why are we on this merry-go-round again like what is going that. on not only that, I mean, this, this is something that's bugged me with John for two seasons, well, since he died, basically. Um, that anytime there's a big crunch, like you know, we, we saw him before, no, before he died, we saw him in these big, you no, know, these big moments, you know, where he's um climbing the wall and then you know, they with with Egret, where um they have the, the the fight where the um the the wildlings invade Castle Black, we have Hard Home. And he mm-hmm. makes those big decisions. He 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 goes on these big epic sword swinging adventures whereby he has to do shit. Same as Battle of the Bastards. He you no, know, he's yeah. there neck deep in bloody people who want to kill him, and he's still there fighting. But when we had the Battle of Winterfell a couple of weeks ago, we've had, and then the Battle of King's Landing last week, he doesn't do anything. No, he I just mean, kind of stands by and lets everything go on around him. So why then everyone's expecting him to make some big grand gesture now? Well, it's, he is. Yeah, it's it, 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 again. It seems that like the writers have gone. Oh well. Yeah, we kind of need to do something with him, and we kind of need a point to him, but we don't know what that is. Okay, I know exactly what that is, and it ties into what would be my ending of this show, which we we're going to talk about pretty much immediately now in the next scene. But yeah, you're you're right. We've we've said that for the last two or three weeks. You know, they robbed him of the kill with the Night King, and they took all sort of momentum away from him. But if this is where the show was going to end, and I do believe for most of these characters, whilst they might not have known how we were getting here, and I think they made that up as they went along yeah. and had these different endings, it definitely feels like they knew where a lot of them were going to end. They definitely knew how John's story was going to end. They definitely knew how Arya's story was going to end. You know, they definitely knew how Jamie's story was going to end. And and with the thing with the book, like everything's tied up too neatly. So if they knew this was where we were going, the real huge misstep with John, and I'll never forgive them for the Night King thing that's always gonna be the most egregious thing for me but the huge actual narrative misstep and it actually this is what actually besides the pacing which you know you can kind of overlook as just poor pacing the huge narrative misstep here which could be improved and is the only missing thing i think to fully sell this um is the fact that john revealed his his lineage to everybody a Mm. couple of weeks ago Whereas actually, it would have been far more effective. Okay, now now a few like a few pieces have to be moved about the board to get us here. But the way yeah. people move about in this show, that wouldn't be a problem. So everything's going on at once, as, as we've said. You have the Night King down as well, so that fight happens. Then then Danny and Cersei go at it, and Danny that Danny turns, and then all of a sudden, right, Arya's here anyway. So out of nowhere, in comes Sansa with reinforcements as well. Okay, because that's just you need everybody here. Yeah. If you can't get Sansa, you could. This would still work with Arya, but it works better if both of them are there. Okay, and if we get to the point where Danny's torn fucking 90 percent of king's landing and sansa's like right that's it i've had a fucking enough right and it's it's sansa and danny having a showdown and i is there as well and you've got this fucking standoff between all of them and then what john has to do and this is what i'm saying about the the story just taking us there and not even being his decision if none of them actually know who he is okay they're all just there having their own personal shit on top of the fact that thousands of people are dying for it. And here's the rightful king and heir looking at all of this going, for fuck's sake. And then he gets in the middle of them, knowing what he has to do. And mm. you've got you've got 
you've got the whole show wrapped up in his character here, okay? Because this show has always been about the politics of looking for the Iron Throne and how power corrupts and how absolute power corrupts absolutely and how, you know, the North is segregated from the South and how the wildlings are the only true free folk and things like that. All of that is wrapped up in Jon Snow. Mm. And the key to unlocking all of this show is Jon Snow. And so the key to actually properly, like, they stick the land in, but if you want to do the fucking hero's landing, the way you do that is you put him in the middle of these two opposing sides... Okay, and you have and don't forget this duality exists in John. He is both a Stark and a Targaryen, and he's the only one that knows that. Yeah. But actually, what he is is neither. Okay, and if so, if he's the one in the middle, and you've got Sansa going, ah, oh, come on, we've got to do this for the North. You're a Stark, and then if you've got Danny going, you pledged that you were, you pledge yourself to me. I am your queen, and we we're overthrowing Cersei and stuff like that. And then like. I don't know. I haven't fucking actually put words to paper. But if if he then gets to monologue something along the lines of, "Look, none of you actually know who I am. I am I am not John Stark, and yeah. I am not Egon Targaryen. I am the one true king. But my name is Jon Snow. I am not any of these things. My name yeah. is Jon Snow. And then you tie that back around. And the way you stick the landing was you call back to two weeks ago where Danny said. You know, they can. It's something along the lines of they can have hope or fear, isn't it? There's some fucking yeah. thing like that. And she says, "Let it be fear," and then John just turns around and says, "I reject fear. My name is Egon Targaryen. I am the one true king, but I am none of those things. I will always be Jon Snow, and you know, I'm going to put an end to this shit. However, you want to throw that dialogue around to get out there. Like I say, I'm but words to paper. It can be far more polished than that. But that's how you encapsulate this show. Is John getting between all of them? Her absolutely flipping the fucking lid because she would when she finds out who he is. And then, then it's like, okay, well then I guess I've got to fucking do it. And yeah. then he runs her through. Now, what that gets you is you get our one true king to actually, of his own volition, of his own choice, reject the throne, reject his family, and reject the woman he loves and say, fuck you all, there's only one way that man is ever truly free, and that's to be master of his own destiny. And then off he goes back out with the wildlings, which is where his story ends, and it absolutely yeah. should be. But it's the getting us there. You know, the scene that we do get with Danny, I like a great deal. It gives me... It gives me huge becoming part two vibes, yeah. even the way it's shot in some places. Yeah. So I I, th I think it works, even though the relationship between the two of them, I, I think, has been rocky along the way. But it could be so much better if you bring all of these elements together and just encapsulate our show inside our leading man, inside our hero, the, the duality of these two sides and the, the rush for the throne, you know, and then. They kind of bring that element in then with the dragon burning the throne. Yeah. And it's so on the nose and stupid, whereas actually if it's John purposefully rejecting that yeah. and saying, yes, I've killed you. Yes, I'm your king, but I do not want it. Yeah. I am nobody. I am not. I don't have a lineage. I've, you know, I've been raised a bastard and I will always be a bastard. And I'm OK with that yeah. because apparently bastards are the only one that can do the right thing around here. Um, that's how you end this show, like, you know, tie it up and put the bow on it. And I think everybody would be far more satisfied with that ending. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's me. And some variation of that would be my ending. Um, like I say, I've never put words on the page. That all sounded 
probably fucking horrendous, but that's my pitch. <laughs> like, there's no, I, look, don't don't hold me on any of that dialogue. It was fucking atrocious, but that's my pitch. Is is him just having that duality that then pisses her off, and then he's like, well, okay, I've got to do it, and it has to yeah. be him that does it. You know, Sansa can go for her, and maybe she can go for Sansa. And look, if you want to make it even better. Instead of him running her through, what you actually have him do is command the dragon to do it, which is better again. Um, but I'm not sure that people would have bought that. I personally would have no. taken that in. Um, I, I, but... Yeah, I don't know whether that would have taken. Um, but yeah, it, it, like we uh, we said this a couple of weeks ago, and I, I think you're right that the the overall end of the show needs it needs to pull everyone together. It mm-hmm. needs to pull all the strands together, and it it's. Again, I, f- I find it incredulous that no, they didn't have this much. They didn't have much time. They only had a certain number of episodes, which was their own choice anyway. But then they've kind of dragged out so much stuff and gone, oh, well, we have a, a two whole episode or two and a half episodes dedicated to this, and an episode and a half dedicated to that. Well, hang on. The, surely the point of, of of a show like this is everything climaxes together. Everything is in the same place. You bring it all together. You bring it to a head, and it's not just one story finishes and another one finishes and another one. It's a fucking melting pot. And yes. each one influences the next. Yes. That, no, that's yes. that surely that's how you that's how drama works. You keep ramping and, up and ramping up and ramping up until you finish. Yeah, and, and you you have to funnel that through your through your lead. Whoever yeah. whichever character we decide that's gonna be, it's blatantly John, and this episode really confirms that. Well, like, this which, is which it, is I think, even more annoying I mean I think from from a show's point of view that's no that's uh, certainly to us that's been quite clear that no John and John is our lead John is our hero and John is the one whose story is going to make the most no it's, it's going to culminate in you know, the end of the show but John's John's story is the Night King and the White Walkers and his lineage is you know aside that, that that's something that as you say it doesn't need to play such a big part until it's necessary for him to tell people mm-hmm. but they kind of go oh well yeah no we'll we'll do that and we'll get that out of the way and then we'll have this big set piece to finish and then we'll put everybody to talk for half an hour just to just to wrap things up and it's just such a for me it's a huge anticlimax in as much as we had the elements here you know, Having the, the battle with the whites is a great thing, but they you know, they could have done that at King's Landing. So then they bring in the fact there's lots of collateral damage, lots of you know, lots of innocent people dying, not just from Danny but from the whites as well. And then so then you can have that. You have you have the you have the showdown with Cersei. You have Jamie coming back and trying to rescue them and dying in the debris. All of that, but there's still the main story going on where you have this battle with the Night King, which still needs to be resolved, because actually that's going to end the world. So you know, if, if that's not resolved, it doesn't matter who's on the throne. You still have a battle for the throne, and you still have these competing factions. So there's, like, to me, they've just got the pacing of this entire season wrong. Yeah, they really have. But, you know, to be fair, like, now that we're here, and, and you know, accepting that the pacing of this episode is wrong as well, now that we're here, and, and like I said, I, there is a, for my money, much better version of this scene, this this climactic scene, or should be climactic scene with, yeah. with John killing Danny, um, but actually, what we get, I think, is very good. One of the mm. best scenes in the show, if I'm perfectly honest. I think it's it's beautifully shot. It's very well written for yeah, a change a... by these guys. It's beautifully played. Yeah. Um, I mean, in terms I, of I shooting as good. well, there's there's um, there's a really nice um, bit. So when, when we start the scene, she walks in. Why the fuck is it snowing there now? It hasn't snowed in King's Landing no, in eight, eight fucking seasons. It's ash. It's ash. It's not snow. It's ash. Well, I, I thought that first, but then ash tends to be darker, and also the dragon kind of buried itself in it. 
It's definitely ash, I think. But I don't know. Maybe it is meant to be snow. To me, it looked too grey to be snow. It did like um, it, it. It did at the start, but then so when you get the bit where um, I say so, John is walking up to the castle and the dragon is buried in the snow. It's buried underneath it, and so you get that shot where it comes out from underneath. It looked too white then for me. Um, but um, irrespective of that, so you, you, she walks in and there's you no know, there's ash or snow whatever's everywhere, apart from on the throne in the first scene where she gets in there, and then and then when she gets closer to it, all of a sudden there's it's covered where it wasn't a second ago. But then there's a shot of her, she puts a hand on it, and then it, there's a really nice pull focus to the far end of the throne room mm. where John, and because John's all in black as well, you can just about make him out before they fo- before the focus comes in. And I thought that was a re- it was a really nice shot as well. And it, but it, it just it struck. I don't know why it struck me, but it, it, it just looked a lot nicer than a lot of the other shots we've had in, in this episode. Yeah, it, it, this this whole stuff is beautifully shot. The the set is gorgeous. It it's really well blocked as well. It it's stagey, but it works. You know, when when we cut round to the profile too, um, and and you've got the kind of just the kind of amber hues behind them in the sunset. It it's beautiful. I say it gives mm. me huge huge like Buffy becoming part two vibes, which mm. is just an instant win in my book anyway i love the fact that we don't see john do it we just hear it and yeah. we get that moment of yeah. hang on who stabbed who what and the when, fuck? Since, since when does he carry a fucking knife well here's the other thing okay like if you're gonna like obviously my ending wouldn't go this way anyway yeah. um but if you go in this way and you're gonna have him run her through with a knife hmm. surely he needs to do the aria trick doesn't he like surely well, well i mean we, we certainly need to we we certainly need to know that there is a knife in play because he has never in the entire history of the show had a knife let alone i don't know what they're called but it's the one the type that Raphael used to have with you know, the little sort of side, side, little sort of, it's a side. Yeah. Um, so where the fuck did that come from he's never well, had that he's never yeah. used one of those i mean you, you're right we don't see where it comes from but then also it's i like the fact that you know you're actually really getting into this scene between the two of them and, and you kind of you are a step ahead you know what's coming you know they're clearly not gonna have a happy ending but yeah. the fact that you haven't seen either of them brandishing a weapon and then you hear yeah you hear one of them get shanked yeah and i'm, I'm, I'm absolutely fine with that but i mean it would be it's it's it just seems entirely you no know, again we, we talk about logic gaps that it's something that's never ever been in play and even yeah. if it's something that no, and they have done this in, in places before, if it's something that we see him use it once in season four, mm. and then never again until this moment, that would be fine, because at least they say, well, yeah, we're calling back to something. We did it. We, you just forgot about it. But it's just it's just another one of those. Hang on. I I mean I'm fine with it. It's functional in there. He's got to have a knife from somewhere. We don't need to see him get given it or pick it up. He's just been in a battle. I think it's fair to assume that he's carrying a blade. Um, but. You know, yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. We don't we don't see it's not Chekhov's knife. We don't no. get it set up, but I, I like that we don't um I, the fact that we we don't see the stab we we hear. It. I thought that that yeah. plays out very well. And so the fact that because obviously because they're so close and there's you don't see an instant facial reaction, it takes a second or so for it to kick in. It's it's very well played. You yeah. know, it, it is really, really good. The the problem with all of it is that because the battle has been and gone and we're seeing the aftermath and they allowed her to wreak all of this devastation and now they're yeah. reacting to it instead of being proactive. You know, this yeah. should feel climactic. This should feel yes. like the most important thing to happen in the show. And instead, it's more reflective. It's more John being like, oh, I, how did I let it get this? Yeah, how, did I, how did I miss never, this? I'm never going to let it happen again. You know, this is his this is his Batman moment essentially. This is this will never happen again on my watch. Yeah. You know, um, whereas what it should be is 
I'm stopping this now before it goes too far. Yes. Um, but look, it is what it is. That's that's where we ended up. And I think actually, like I said, I think it's a beautiful scene. I think it's every element of it works perfectly well. It could all be elevated, you know, and we've said that so many times before with this show. But in doing that, there were problems that needed fixing weeks and in some cases years ago. So yeah. we are where we are. And I think they for what they need to do, they stick the landing with this. Um, then they just go completely off the fucking reservation and have the dragon all of a sudden become sentient and boom, thrown to teach well, us all a lesson. I was I was going to ask for that because, I mean, there, again, there are so many things about this. And um, I did read something a while back from um, from the Wonder Twins about, you no. Know, it was symbolic, but no, it's it's not meant to show that he's sentient. Because if and if 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 the dragon is sentient, is this him then condemning Danny's actions? Because well, if it is, yeah. then he why was he so fucking complicit last week? You know, and they have sort of hinted that the dragons are maybe more intelligent than we yeah. give him credit for before. You know, this is stuff where John first shows up and the dragon's getting a bit jealous and giving him the the whole fucking yeah. dirty glare and stuff like that. So they have suggested that maybe that's the case, but. You know, just like you were saying with the knife, this is definitely one of those things I think where in order for this to work, you yeah. know, this had to have been seeded with the dragons earlier. Um, for, and for them to then say, oh, it was just symbolic and it wasn't intended uh, to show the dragon sentience. That is one of the most piss poor things they've ever yeah. said. Like, look, we've, we've said all the way through this show and it sounds wanky, I know, and we say it on the other shows as well, but where there is choice, there is meaning. So you can't just go, oh yeah, we're going to have him burn the throne because it will look cool. That's not how this works. You have to understand what you're saying when you do things like that. You can't, and, and you know, that's the big problem with the whole show, isn't it? Is not understanding themes because yeah. themes are for book reports, you know, yeah. and not understanding where your story's going and not understanding that actions have consequences and they need to have consequences in the narrative. And, yeah. you know, audiences are going to react to that. So if you're going to have the dragon burn the fucking throne, then maybe it's not your intended reading that he's sentient. But you you make such a fucking song and dance about it that there are bound to be, I would say, at least 90% of the audience reads it that way. Must do, oh, surely. Yeah. It must do, because there's a clear choice where Drogon is there, and John, no, he has his Captain America moment, he puffs his chest out, and he's like, right, okay, I'm going to take what's coming to me. Yeah. And you know, Drogon sort of rears up, and you get the fire at the back of the throat, which again, always looks amazing, and he turns his head and blasts the throne. Yeah. That is a choice. Yeah, exactly. It, it is a... And it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. It's absolutely. absolutely... Now, again, if you want to do that, if John needs to slay the dragon and the throne gets burned in the aftermath, yeah. fine. If John needs to flee and the dragon burns the throne because he's pissed off and he's just shooting fire everywhere, fine. Yeah. All of these things, fine. As I say, personally, my preference is leave the thing standing and have John order it be melted. Yeah. That's, you know, that's the decisions need to come through John. Yeah. <laughs> John is our cipher. He is our hero. This yeah. Everything needs to come through John. Um, yeah, and but... there's, there's there's another problem I had with this scene as well, and it, it's entirely um, logistical. Last week, Dragonfire touches wall, wall falls down. Yeah. Th this week, Dragonfire yeah. touches chair, chair turns to mush. Dragonfire touches wall, wall glows a bit. Yeah. The fuck? 
Was yeah. he not trying on that one? Yeah, or right, I'll give you that one, definitely. <laughs> that, um, that, that, that just made me laugh, and it took me out of the... I mean, at, at that point, I'm, I'm kind of out of the scene anyway, because we've had this bit with uh, where the dragon's choosing not to attack John. Burning burn the chair took me out of it completely. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, hang on, how's how that wall still standing? What's that wall made of that everything, every other wall in the fucking city isn't? Yeah, so, yeah, but... Like, it happens. Um, it's it's terrible. Um, but the, the the preceding scene before it is very good. The stuff I, before it has been okay. Just doesn't I, I, belong. I even like the bit. To be honest, I even like the bit where where the dragon's trying to wake Danny up. That's oh my god. That that, yeah, that is heartbreak, heartbreaking. Absolutely. Like I I did shed a tear. Um, <laughs> as somebody that that has lots of pets. Um, yeah. That that absolutely. Yeah, I'd forgotten about it as well, and it absolutely yeah. got me. Where he's nudging her with the nose, and then he just yeah. picks her up and flies away. Oh, it's it's beautiful. I'm welling up now, and um, it's it, that is beautiful. Yeah. Um. And and you know, it when you can get that kind of attention to detail, and then you go, ah, fuck it, let's have him have a temper tantrum and burn the throne. You're like, guys, yeah. there's a better way. And I feel like that is my thing with this episode is what we have here is good and. I never thought first time out I would get to this episode and go, yeah, that was all right. That was good. I was expecting to go off the deep end. So I think just by virtue of it's good and they've stuck the land in, they deserve massive praise. But then I'm still left going, guys, really, come well, on. For I mean, fuck's it's, sake. Quite, it's quite interesting, actually, because, I mean, we te- we seemingly are in the minority with every single episode of the show. Yeah, everyone people think is great. Yeah. We've gone no nah, fucking bollocks because of X, Y, and Z. Everyone the people the people hate. We've gone yeah, it's not a bad see why they've done that. It's quite funny. Yeah, it is. Um, and it, you know that's why I find this show so infuriating, to be honest with you. And and look, it's it's clearly yes because we're the minority. But as we've said from day one with this show, we're just calling what's in front of us. Yeah. Um, and and if you don't like our reading and you disagree with it, as always, just speak to us. We're happy to have these discussions. But we're we're calling what's in front of us. These things can be read in many, many different ways, but we try and look at it as coldly and as technically as we can. And burning that fucking throne was always going to be read. I, I, there is, I don't see how anyone could read it any other way. And I, no. I'm calling bullshit on their explanation with that. They were backtracking. You know, let's not forget by this point they were backtracking rapidly with everything. Oh, they, um, they were reversing faster than the Italian tank in World War Two. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, there was there. There's no, no. I mean, and it's like I said, we've said the last couple of weeks, and you've said already in this episode, it's like they've gone, all oh, right, okay, we we've got lots of different endings, and now we're trying to stitch together what we can, and it needs to make sense, and so because of that, we need to try and backtrack a bit, and then when choices aren't popular, they kind of go, oh well, yeah, no, that's not what we meant. Yeah, well, I know, and and that's fine. I mean, I, authorial authorial intent is one of those. It's it's always going to be subjective anyway. And as soon as you put something on page or on screen or on, on stage or in music, it's there for interpretation. And not everybody's going to read it the same way that the author has intended it. But it helps if the fucking author knows what they're doing in the first place. And it helps if they know what they mean. And the biggest problem with this show is that, and, and the writing of the show is that they assumed they would always be behind George R. R. Martin, that he would always do the legwork for them. Yeah. And so because of that, when they start thinking for themselves... There are bits, you no. Know, in terms of some of this, you know, some some of this are more traditional, conventional ways of telling a story in an episode. They have improved, but by and large, their overall arcs have gone to shit because they don't understand who's going where, and they kind of go, "Oh, hang on, well, we what about this one? Didn't we do that? Then we need to tie that in now." And they don't know because they don't know where it goes. They don't know how to finish it properly. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And you know, prime example of that. Then there aren't many things that I really hate in in this episode, but one of them. Um, is where we we have this kind of little time jump 
Um, yeah, a couple of weeks, isn't it? Yeah, a couple of weeks. And, and this is where I say this episode divides into two halves. Um, and, and everything prior to this point, I think, should have been last week. Yes. Okay? Um, and then if you want to do a colder, you start it now here. Personally, I'd have probably stitched the two together anyway, all of it. But if you want to do a colder, this is where it starts. But now, again, I'm aware that I have an ending in my head that they didn't go with. But if you follow my ending, I think it all makes more sense as well. Because everybody comes down to King's Landing now, including yeah. people who seemingly shouldn't be there, but all of a sudden have become very important, like Brienne. And we've talked about that in the past. Like, why, yeah. why, is, why is she sat on any kind of fucking decision-making council she's well, yeah. at the end of the day like she's not she's not a lord she's not a lady what fuck's she doing and you know she's not the only one either um but anyway they're all down well then she is and she's isn't, isn't she lady of tarth oh i guess she is actually yeah i suppose same as no same as lady again is now lord of yeah yeah okay yeah i stand corrected um but, but they're yeah, all there. you're right again and this is what i was saying about earlier on you need you need to bring everybody together before this yes you absolutely do because what you get here now is this fucking kangaroo court, yeah. which makes no sense to me on a number of levels. Okay, first and foremost, um, had you followed my ending through and John takes Danny out, claims his place as king, and then rejects it instantly, there's no need for this scene whatsoever. Yeah. Okay, but even if you don't do that, I think the logic of that still stands true. Okay, um, John has revealed himself to many, many people on that council. Many people know who John is. And he has literally killed Danny almost immediately after she's just overthrown Cersei. Yeah. You could argue, you know, as part of the battle almost, except they let it die down and flare back up. If they haven't yes. done that, it would be even more cut and dry. But, you know, she's barely had time to sit on the throne. Now, the fact then that the Unsullied are allowed to claim King's Landing as theirs and throw him in jail... And then actually stand and argue with all of the other lords and ladies of the Seven Kingdoms makes no sense to me. They are no. war criminals. Well, yeah, this is this is it because I mean, if irrespective of whether it's in the heat of battle or not, John has killed out and deposed the reigning monarch. Yeah. So by rights, by food or not, by food law, he is now king. Yeah. End the story. Irrespective of whether he had a better claim, irrespective of his lineage and his parentage, all the rest of it. He kills the queen, yep. the sitting queen. He is now the king. Job done. Yep. Yep. So, it, yeah, it, so at, at this point, the Unsullied have just committed a coup. Yeah, it, it makes no sense, and it should be them being punished. I feel like the one thing that really, really doesn't ring true to me with, with this ending, the one that really annoys me is Grey Worms, where him and the Unsullied just get to sail off. I'm like, yeah. no, no, they don't get that. They need throwing in jail. They well, were... not only that, they get, they get to sail off, but also... They get John's ending to appease them. Yeah, and that, uh, that, that they should they should have no say in it. And, and no. I, I'm not. I mean, it, it's difficult because obviously they, you know they were part of an army that you know, that that was successful. They, they were part of a conquering army, all the rest of it. But by and large, their their leader, their ruler, has been deposed. Yeah, rules of engagement. Yes, they overthrew Cersei, but then John has overthrown them. Exactly. So 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 no. Realistically, it should be John and the Northmen now holding King's Landing. Yes, exactly. Um, so I don't understand how we get there at all. No. I mean, the, I, the, only, the only logical explanation is, well, the only logical thing I can think of, and it's, again, this may be me reaching because it's certainly not in anywhere in the episode, is that John would, John at that point would probably surrender. Have, oh, have yeah, killed that, Danny. He's, he's gone with his hands up and said, yep, yeah, it's on me, I killed her. But again, that that's 
but that, that that's does, a result. That doesn't give them, yeah. does, doesn't and, give, give them the right to then put him in prison and, and, and take control of the city. No, and that's also a, a result of the way they've allowed this episode to play out, with, again, it being reflective rather than happening as the battle's going on. Yeah. Um, but also, even though, yes, I get that John usually would be an honourable man and stuff like that, the whole thing that spurred this off with him was a confrontation with Grey Worm where yeah. he was executing innocent men. So to me, the first thing John does after taking Danny out is go back down to Grey Worm and be like, right, she's fucking dead. Yeah, you I'm... stop this shit yeah. right now. You know, that, I don't understand how we get to the point where he ends up, he, he either needs to end up dead or in charge. I don't get how he ends up in jail. No, that, I don't either. That makes no sense to me no, whatsoever. And there's there's nothing in in the text that says um, in in so the the in the, in the episode nothing in the visual text that says any different. Yeah. No. Likewise, Tyrion's still being held. Yeah. Well, he he should be free now. Yeah. Again, and, and it's like especially I, as, as John John went to Danny said, look, you, you need to forgive him. You need to let him go. Yeah. And and again, regardless of the fact whether you, the entire think they want to hold him or not, yeah, because they're having a shit fit now because they lost. Like they are stood in front of all the lords and ladies of the Seven Kingdoms, telling yes. them that they want him. Who the fuck do they think they are yeah. to be able to just go, nah, he's in our jail. Like, yeah. right, okay, well, we know you're the best fighters and stuff, but we have literally every other fighter in the land. And well, your and, numbers and, are vastly depleted. And so, in, in all fairness, it, Sansa goes to great lengths to tell him that. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's the whole thing of, you know, and and no, and you try to do anything to him, and there are lots of Northmen outside who will tell you different. And just on a purely mechanical story level, if nothing else, yeah, Grey Worm's a good fighter and stuff like that, and he's hard as nails. Arya's there. Mm. Do you really mean to tell me if she did? Like she took the fucking Night King out. Mm. If he was that much of a problem, she—I nearly snapped my fingers. She'd take <laughs> him out in the blink of an eye. Yeah, she could just dispose of him immediately and probably free John. Yeah. So this makes no sense. But anyway, this is where we are, so we've got to run with it. So Tyrion gets trotted out again. Um, I really don't hate the decision to have Bran sit on the throne. I think I it have, actually makes a great deal of sense. I have no problem with the decision. I have a problem with the name. Yes, Bran the Broken's horrible. That's it's... just the Wonder Twins going, oh, fuck, we need something. We need to give him a medieval-type nickname. Oh, uh, what can we do? Bran the All-Seeing... Brand the flat no and anything but brand the fucking broken. Where did that even come from? What yeah. an absolute pile of wank. Yeah, terrible. Um, but it makes sense. You know, and what Tyrion's saying makes sense as well. You know, he oh yes, yeah, definitely. He's the world's. He is the world's memory, and so he knows everything that's gone on, and he he's the ideal person to learn from this. And then that gets mirrored where he then turns around to Tyrion and and justifies freeing him by saying, "Well, now he's going to atone yeah. for what he's done and learn from it moving yeah. forward." And I, I I like all that. I, I I really liked all of that. I think it worked really well. However, when when Tyrion says to him, "Will, will you accept it?" or and Bran says, "Why do you think I came all this way?" Again, do his powers let him see the fucking future? I thought he was the world's memory. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, however, uh, yes. Yeah. I, yeah. Agreed. But that has been insinuated several times that he actually knows what's going on and he knows how to maneuver people around and stuff like that. So I don't hate that too much. Um, yeah. You know, Although we, we it, get... it did remind me of that meme I sent you the other day where it said, so "Why do you think I came all this way?" And Tyrion's response is, "Because you're in a wheelchair. That's where we fucking push you." Yeah. Um, I, I actually, you know, I like again that there is getting here was 
problematic and there are issues mm. but again in terms of sticking the landing like that puts a bow on it yes this is where i'm meant to be and he says it to john later on as well and we'll talk about that when it comes up you know you were yeah. exactly where you needed to be and things like that yeah um so i, I quite like the decision to have bran on the throne i like i like the discussion before it a great deal as well where sam floats that they actually have a democracy and they elect somebody yeah um I, I think you know that's that's nice and timely and they have a bit of a laugh at his expense i think that's that's really clever and it works they work that in really really well that's some yeah. good writing again that, that's good and i like as well i like the, just just sansa in general in this scene whereby she just she's, she's just wonderful. in charge she's wonderful um but um from the very start you know it, um the first thing in this scene is where's john yeah and she yeah, goes she's... straight into it she doesn't put up with any shit when edmure stands up to straight state his case to be king she's Uncle, sit the fuck down. Yeah, she's just fuck she's, off and shut up. She's absolutely fucking wonderful. Um, I love her so much. We've we've said it all the way through. Like what what she's become now. Sat looking at her at the end of the show. You know, even to the point where she says, "Well, actually," and again, this works so much better if this had tracked with John rather than Sam floating the idea of it being democracy. You know, if she had been in the room and John says, "I am not going to be king just because my name says I should be." Yeah, you know, I don't want this throne. I don't want this power. This isn't who I am. I am going to be truly free. And if the notion of electing a leader comes from that, then it's yeah. much more powerful. It is. You know, and, and especially then Sansa's abject, like she rejects that entirely. Even though actually, under that system, she clearly is the person that will be elected. Her people love her. Yeah. Um, but it, it's right after everything that she's been through, you know, and, and it's been insinuated many, many times that actually she is just a, a cracked mirror of Cersei, you know, like, and, and here it is again. She's quite cold in a lot of this scene as well. There's yeah. nothing to say she's going to be a good ruler by any means, but she, you know, she just makes the decision to say, well, actually, look, you all do what the fuck you want. I don't care. I am going to sit on a throne. So if it's not going to be down here, then the gonna North is going to do its own fucking thing. Thanks very much. And, that works much, much better if she's following John's lead. If John says, I don't have to sit on that throne. I don't have to have anything to do with it. Yeah. I'm going north. This is my choice. Not I'm being banished back to yeah. Castle Black. This is my choice. I want nothing to do with any of you. Yeah. I belong with the wildlings. And then similarly, she can say, you know, we're Starks, we're wolves. We belong up north. Yeah. I'm not sitting down here. Um, but look, what we get again is fine and i think bran is a sensible choice it tracks it makes sense for Tyrion to say that yeah um Tyrion rejecting being hand works for his character yeah um, but we'll talk about Tyrion in, in a few um minutes time uh, yeah because i i have some issues there um i don't get how they free gray worm and how there's this whole thing of like well you've got to go north of the wall to appease gray worm and like just kill him like he's, yes. he's just do, do him he's in. Fucking, Get rid he's of a him. fucking war criminal. You don't you don't just give him what he wants. You know, yeah. yes, nice moment for him. You know where where he yeah, says he gets to go to North and yeah, look, that's that's nice. But honestly, at this point, no doubt about it, he's a villain. So absolutely, I, I mean, I don't again, give a fuck. Just, just have as a Danny happy last week, he just the same as Danny last week, he executed unarmed people. Yeah, he's a villain. They uh, laid down their swords and he threw a spear into a guy's chest who was unarmed and surrendered. Then this week he's killing guys who are on their knees. No, yeah. he, he's not He's not a hero, any any sort of hero at this point. So, I mean, yeah, you're right. No, there, there shouldn't be any sort of appeasement of Grey Room. Grey Room should be, you know, if anything, they should be putting Grey Room in a fucking tower. Yeah, 
exactly. Um, um, one thing I did think actually, and I've only just thought of it while you were talking about again, you know, with John, you know, John's decision, John kills Danny. It should be up to John to say, look, I am not, I am not going to be your king. Jamie did the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. Jamie, Jamie killed the Mad King, and yeah, then and, and, and he then got put to somebody just else on the front. around as if nothing was was wrong. Yeah, I've I've actually I've got that listed in well when we're talking about the book. So yeah, talk about it now. You're dead right. It's a logic gap. How can Jamie get away with it and John can't? Hmm. It makes makes no sense whatsoever. It's just again, they they are at the point now where I think they know how they need to end, but they don't know how they got here. Yeah. And I think there are so many balls in the air and so many possible ways that they could have ended it that they just have to be like, all right, well, we've got to get John banished, so put him in jail. And it's like, no, actually, the the tighter way, the correct way is to have it be his decision. You know, he's just had to kill the woman. He's let, he's seen both women that he's loved die in front of him. And one indirectly as a result of his actions, one very directly as a yeah. result of his actions, you know, He's at that point where he should be like, you know, fuck society. Yeah. Like, you're all fucking crazy and you'll all carry on killing each other until the end of time. Like, I saved your asses. I'm outie. Bye. Yeah. You know, that makes more sense to me. Um, yeah, but you're right. That's not what we get. And it, yeah, as I say, it just, for me, it reflects so much of the central theme of the show and of the narratives that it makes absolute sense for that to happen. But we didn't get it. So we start to get our wrap up instead. So we get Grey Worm goes off to Narth. Um, Arya tells us that she's not going to go back to King's Landing because she wants to know what's west of Westeros. Uh, yeah. A great, perfect ending for her. Yeah, Makes and absolutely. She did that um, a couple of years ago when yes, she was um, with the, the actress who she did in Poison. Yeah, um, and no, she was, um, that was that was her. That was basically the the, the reveal of her endgame is that once no, once she could, once she was free from running, once she could stop running from everything, she was going to go go west and just disappear off into the sunset. Um, so yeah, that works really well. One thing I did th- uh, make a note of with Ari Ruin when we sort of skipped past it, I forgot about it. It's um, a bit that made me laugh when she's um, when John is or when they they're watching Danny do her speech. She says to John, "I know a killer when I see one." Yeah. A, she didn't see the fucking wave coming when she stabbed her fourteen times. No. And B, true. she was blind for like half a season. Yeah. Really maybe, poor choice of words. Maybe that's why she knows a killer when she sees one, uh, because because she was blind because the wave blindsided her. She learned a lesson from that. Maybe, is what maybe she's but but surely the fact that you know through the whole you know, God of Many Faces thing, anybody could be a killer because nobody has to be anybody. Yeah. Surely yeah. that's a redundant statement. You'd think so. But again, things have to be spelled out for us in this episode, apparently. Um, So, yeah, nice end for her, or the start of it here anyway. Um, And then you get the scene with John and Bran, which I really like. And I feel like it goes it it goes some way to appeasing what's gone on with John. But again, had everything happened here and had we gone with the ending that I said with John is the one that actually has to save King's Landing. Um, and and I mean save King's Landing. I don't mean just kill Danny. You know yeah. the line. You were exactly where you needed to be. Yeah. Um, would make a lot more sense. It's nice, and it goes some way to make up for it. Like actually, you know, yes, John's apparent inaction during uh, during the battle up at Winterfell did make sure that the dragon didn't go stomping over and torching Arya and things, for instance, because he was mm. so. Yes, I like that through line again. You know, and it's the it's the Lord of Light stuff all over again it's just that they fucked it they, they fucked it and they're calling back to it and tying it up now but it'll you can never unfuck it you know <laughs> you, this, you this fucked is it. it so badly 
that it doesn't it yeah i mean i i, 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 I know uh, the intent and, and it signals an end yeah. and and it feels complete because of that but it doesn't work unfortunately no and so. i think i mean i remember at the time having a discussion with somebody that um the, the, again they, they tried to put a spin on it they tried to justify it by saying oh but yeah the lord of light brought him back to kill danny because danny was the the the, the, the 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 biggest threat to mankind but the lord of light stuff was done three weeks yeah. ago yeah, because yeah, yeah. at that point melisandre took a necklace off and died because the lord of light stuff was done the night king was dead the long night was over and the lord of light had won yeah so that makes no fucking sense right it's people trying to trying to position yeah, their own sort of ending on it just to, to try and validate or try and justify things that aren't really there and if that was the intention again fine but it's not it's not no, in so anywhere in the text no no here's the thing what this does um and people who try and argue that actually shoot themselves in the foot argument as well because what this actually does you know this line especially is what does it but never mind the last shots this line especially ends the show by framing it around John's story. We started framing around John's story and we're ending framing around John's story. This yeah. is without a shadow of a doubt, the story of Jon Snow. So why did you throw it away? Yeah. What possible reason do you have for treating him so badly this season when you're now telling us that it's his story? Yeah. Everything about this last coda is Jon Snow's story. Yeah, like we end with him. The last shots of the show we're with Jon Snow. Ugh, for fuck's yeah. sake, guys. It's, um, it, yeah, it, it's annoying because I say now we and we, we've we've run up against this a lot in in the show. I mean, over the course of the last like, two years or so that we've been doing this, that they there are bits that they do really really well. Yeah, and there are bits where they just go, eh, yeah, whatever. Nobody will remember that. And it just seems that there are bits of this which I mean, we're at a stage now. We're at the, we're at the very end of the show. And over the last six episodes, so this last season we've had, or half season, because no, it's not a full, that's not a full end season. The last six episodes, they've gone right. We can change this. We can move this around. We can do that. So that all of a sudden, they introduced the fact that actually it may not be the prince who was promised. It might be the princess who was promised because we, we're going to go in and you know, move the fact that it might be Danny, mm. but except it's not because Danny's got no. Danny's going to raise fucking hell. So we know it's not going to be her. Oh no! Anybody reading it as it's written knows it's not going to be her. So okay, well, fine. So, we, but we've got that. But if if it's the princess again, why is John back? And if John if John is coming back for this reason to kill her, why would you tip her off that there's any sort of thing to do with the Lord of Light and the Prince's promise in the first place? It doesn't make any sense. No, none none of it pans out. It's just they've gone. All oh, right, okay. Let's pull a name out of a hat. Who's going to kill the Night King? Who's going to be on the Iron Throne at the end? And they've kind of just gone. Oh, that'll do. Um, I, I don't think it's that. It's quite that again like, uh, random. But no, it just seems like they've gone right. Okay. Rather than do the logical story bit, we're going to go for, yet again, shock and awe. People will never see it coming, and people will just go with it because people are stupid. I don't think it's that random, but I don't think you're far off. As I've said several times over the last few weeks, I genuinely think they have they had five or six at least different endings. Yeah, definitely. And they've, just, they've, they've picked the one that they felt like on the day. Um, yeah, I, I think every member of the core cast, also the, the, who've been in it from the start, so uh, John, Aya, Sansa... Tyrion, Jamie, Cersei, Danny, um they're all the ones who are positioned to be on the throne. Yeah. And any one of them can be. Yeah. And they've just made their mind up at the last minute. And it's yeah. the same thing with the Night King. Um but you know, so this but this is where we are. And and if you can ignore how poor the stuff with the Night King is, it, it works. You're exactly where you need it to that's, be. That's a big if. Danny's put yeah, and he's put it's a huge if, but what I'm saying is actually because it's here and because they tie it up. Mm. 
you know, whilst yes, in the back of my mind, I'm going, yeah, but that doesn't work. I'm also going, but that's how you needed to end it. So, okay, that feels like an end. It's not like it's been left dangling. So, okay, I go with it. Um, and then we get Brienne in the book. Um, oh, my God. I cried my fucking eyes out again. I did the first time, and I, I had to pause it. I did this time as well. I had to pause it because I couldn't write. Oh, my God. I cry at everything. But, my God, this scene is... Look, I, I know I've caught some shit for it off some of you listeners as well, but you know I love Jamie Lannister. Uh, he's he's one of my favourite characters. I think his arc is one of the most complete in the show. And I, and I think every time we delve into him as a character, it's it's so richly rewarding because there's so much going on. You know, and, and her opening the book and just seeing that there's a couple of lines written yeah. about him, you know, and, and it ends when he basically becomes the Kingslayer and just... And putting that right and being yeah. like, actually, look, no, he wasn't the Kingslayer. He was a good, decent man, even if he thought he wasn't. And even if he was full of self-loathing, which he was, mm. you know, he was a decent man. And these are all the good things that he's done yeah. over the course of these eight years. Here's all the good that he's done, which has brought me here, if nothing else. And in the end he died with his sister which is all he would have wanted and yeah. oh my god it's just what a fucking scene like yeah. oh. I, mean, I i've got to be honest with you, the first time around i don't i don't know whether i missed the bit with the book at first with the first watch because i, I was doing it i was sort of multitasking while i was watching it so by the time i got to this episode and i was like where the fuck did this book come from okay right she's filling it in and i as I, I said last week i my my telling of brienne would have been that she didn't get to the end or she didn't get to the end her, her arc was done so she doesn't necessarily need to get to the end. But the fact that she does, when she then gets to this scene, and as you said, now she's there going, right, okay, well, yes, okay, he stabbed a king in the back, and he threw a little boy out of a window. Okay, not, no, nobody knows that. But he raped his sister. Okay, not many people know that. But these are all the things we have seen as an audience. Yeah. But it's And because of those, it's so easy to forget that, yes, no, he he he, he, he made an oath, or he swore an oath to, to Cat Stark to, you know, to get her daughters back. Um, he lost his hand trying to protect Brienne. He no, he threw himself into a bear pit to protect her from death. He, yeah. you know, all of this stuff. No, he, he he defied he defied the Queen's orders to ride north to fight with fight the army of the dead. He then rode south to to, to try and save his queen from attack at King's Landing. He died trying to rescue her. Yeah. All of that stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's easy to forget with Jamie because I mean, as as we've we've had some feedback on on that and sort of the way we've discussed Jamie. Yes, okay, and uh, it's you no know, by and large he has done some fucking horrible stuff, but he has also done some very very honest stuff and some very noble stuff. So that does need to be rewarded somewhere because for his legacy to be. He served as part of the King's Guard, and he stabbed the King in the back. That's not Jamie. That's Jamie at the start of the series of the, of the show. Yes, where he, where he chucks Bran out the window. That is that Jamie Lannister. But yeah. we have eight years of him moving from that all the way through to you know, be, you know, being willing to to die to to save somebody. You know, that's that's not the Jamie Lannister from the beginning. No, I've said many, many, many times over the course of our rewatching of the course of this show, Jamie's for me is the most complete story. His arc is 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 complete. And this is just the neat little bow on top. This like, actually, here's all he ever wanted. Yeah. You know, here's he's not the Kingslayer. That's being erased from history because here is all of this amazing noble stuff that he's done. Yeah. You know, and, and for it to come from Brienne, who is one of 
probably the only people that's ever heard the truth behind the whole Kingslayer story and why he did what he did. Well, and the fact that he was actually be saving and, King's Landing. It'll only be him and Bran that know that. Yeah. So, wow, just what an amazing fucking scene. I've cried my fucking eyes out and I'm not ashamed to say it. Um, so, lovely, 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 wonderful scene. Um, okay. So then we get Tyrion's end with the small council. Now, uh, before we go into this, right, and I, I've, I made a note of it, and I, we, we, we passed it without me noticing. So when John is being led out to the boat to be taken back up north, and he has his little um, stare down with, uh, with Grey Worm as he walks past, how the fuck did they rebuild the castle so quick behind him? Never even noticed that. But The castle yeah. is intact up on the hill. And then when we get into this small council meeting, again, all the chambers and everything are back yeah, to normal. Yeah, good point, good point, good point. But I they're arguing that. over you know, how much money they need to rebuild this. Aren't they? they built the fucking castle back quick enough. They certainly did. Um, sure, surely, you, you know, surely you build up your housing and all the rest of it yeah, first. Yeah, you'd think you put, so. You, you put your tower on the hill at, at the end. Good spot. Um, good spot. Um, so, look, I, I like this scene a lot. There's some mm. very, very good stuff in it. Um, I guess let's talk about that first. You know, I, I like... I'm always a, a stickler for it. it's just the character moments that can come out of a, just attention to detail. You know, yeah. the small moments. So Tyrion going out and the chairs are all wrong. Yes. Sits down, the chairs are wrong. So he goes and sets them right. And he restores yeah. some sense of order to the small council before they come in. And then, of course, they all come in and <laughs> Bron just drags the chair and everybody's just chairs are all cocked up again and it's like yeah. why do i bother so and, that's and again great. i mean that's that, that's really good and it's it's done clearly it's done as a joke yeah it's their tyrion and they do it as a gag to you know everything is pulled that way but if, if you want if you wanted to and this, there's a very sort of um film school bollocks reading to it whereby this is no this is a change in the guard you would you'd never had tywin doing this you'd never never have had um the the, the lannister uncle whose name i can't remember or um the Tyrell guy, they'd have never done anything. It would be a case of they'll come in, they'll, they'll park themselves exactly where the chairs are and everything will be neat and proper and tidy. And this is a fucking ragtag band of whoever's left. That is exactly... Uh, running shit. I think that is the exact reading that I got. And that's what I like about it is Tyrion's old guard when he sits down and, you know, he's been he's been brought up in this environment and they're sitting down and this is wrong. The chairs all need to be pushed flush. Yeah. You know, we can't have this in the first meeting. Yeah, and, and, and that's my reading. I, mean, right, and, yeah. I don't believe for a second that was the intention when they wrote it. I think they wrote it as a joke just that oh, Tyrion so wasted no, fucking it, time. I think it is because I, I, I don't... That, that's what I'm saying where I, I, I really love the kind of attention to detail in those small moments because, I again, I, I don't see what other... Like, otherwise, what's the point in even filming the scene, you know? It's, to take the piss. But yeah, but you have to, in order for it to be funny and to take the piss, you have to go down that road of, oh, well, Tyrion wants it to all be correct as it used to be. And the reason it's funny is because it's not, because, you know, Bronn doesn't give a shit and Davos doesn't give a shit because they're uncouth. Um, so I, I think it's absolutely intended and I think it's very successful. Um, and, you know, the scene itself is good as well. The bickering back and forth between yeah. them, you know, what does the master of the coin think of this? And what is very, very funny scene. And of course, beautiful synergy of ending with the jackass and the honeycomb yeah like chef's kiss that yeah. is beautiful you've carried that all the way through the show of course it should be Tyrion's last line like absolutely yeah. mwah, chef's so kiss for that. i think it's the, the last writing. actual line in the show isn't it i think you get it, some, i think it is yeah you get sort of you no know, queen of the north and sort of you know, chanting and stuff there's, there's nobody has any any actual dialogue after that no so absolutely beautiful chef's kiss here's the problem with all of that though What's Tyrion's fucking story then? What's been the point of Tyrion all along? Because he's just dossed around for the last three years. 
done absolutely nothing, had no agency over the plot because Danny hasn't listened to him whatsoever. Yeah. He hasn't really still, done... And he's still Hand of the King at the end yeah, of it. Yeah, exactly. He hasn't really done anything important since Blackwater, probably. Uh, and Probably since shooting Tywin. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, that that's probably, was... That's probably his last major right, contribution. Look, that was part of his arc as well. Yeah, so leaving the Lannister name behind and being the good Lannister and stuff like that, that's kind of... It's where Tyrion's trajectory was, and then he sat at Danny's side, and that all went wrong. And now he's in this thing where they're saying, right, he's got to atone for it. Except I don't feel like no, he's that's not he's really exactly working his way back up, is it? He's not. He's not saying no. suffering, is he? So Tyrion has basically for the last eight seasons, and he's been a good one. Don't get me wrong, but Tyrion's role in the show has basically just been that of narrator. He's Basil position. Uh, yeah, that is all he. He is our narrator, and if that's the case. Why not frame it through Tyrion's narration to begin with? Hmm. Um, so that's my biggest issue with this. I think actually, you know, the scene is great, but Tyrion's story doesn't end in any way, shape, or form. And, you know, and I appreciate this, they've got work to do and stuff like that, but like Bronn's story ends here. He's got everything he wanted. Yeah. Davos's story ends. Brienne's story has ended. Sansa's story has ended. Even Jon's story has ended. Like, yes, there's even, more even places they can go. Even Pod's story has ended. Pod is yes, now a knight. Sir Pod, yeah. So, yes, I appreciate there's more places they can go, but those are different stories. Mm. And, I mean, I, I remember, like, saying to you after the show was, show was done, like, for all I've moaned about it, so help me God, I'll take another eight seasons of the adventures of Jon north of the wall or the adventures of Arya sailing out to find... Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll take those, it. I mean, if, if you're going to do spin-offs, those are the ones... So oh, those, those are the ones people people would okay. probably prefer. Going back 300 years to the start of the Targaryens, who gives a fuck? We know where it ends. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll take it all day long. All right, but but those are different stories. So so I feel like actually Tyrion's story, Tyrion's entirely pointless. Nothing. Yeah. He, he's got nothing. It, it, it's, it's, his arc has just come full circle, yeah. um, and and not in a satisfying way. So that's my problem with it. Even though the Jackass and the Honeycomb is just perfect, that is that is some absolutely yeah. superb writing. That is uh, probably my favourite joke never told. Yeah, oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and then we get the end montage, which is just amazing. Like honestly, I, I say this very rarely, but I've said it twice this episode. But honestly, some of the best stuff that we've ever seen in the show. This end montage. Yeah just knows exactly where all of our main characters need to be. It's exciting. It's uplifting. It puts, like I say, it wraps a bow around everything. You know, Sansa's in a new outfit and everybody's chanting Queen of the North. Arya's sailing out to sea. And Jon rides back through the gates and then sees Ghost, which would have, as I said a couple of weeks ago, which would have been so much more effective, though, if Ghost was actually returning with him rather than him just showing up or if we'd at least seen him say goodbye to ghost so it felt like a reunion but whatever um you get the whole thing of john is home yeah you know it's home he goes through the first person sees his torment and then the actual last shot the gorgeous symmetry of yeah. the last shot of john leading everybody out into the north and then us coming back and seeing them marching like a horde like we've seen the white still in the very first episode, yeah. but from behind, is because in the first episode they come towards us, yeah. and now the horde goes away from us. Yeah, and it's absolutely. I mean, you cannot stick the landing any better than that. Just I don't know how the fuck we got here. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's the problem. Like the ending is perfect. John going, no, fuck you all. I'm going to live with the wildlings. 
Yeah. Fuck all of you. I'm off north of the wall where I truly belong. And there's no threat here anymore. So I'll take all my fucking people with me. Yeah. Fuck you. Um, wonderful. And then, and then, like I said, just the visual symmetry of having them marching out there like the whites, because now they can roam freely amongst the yeah. land because the whites aren't there. And there's the suggestion, of course, that maybe in years to come, they'll become a threat for the Southerners now. Who knows? Um, but what a perfect ending, considering how we got here. Just, yeah. I, I, I don't know how we do it. Like, And, and even things like when they... This, this shot is amazing. Um, and I, I can't believe, I nearly forgot about it. I've written a note here and triple underlined it because I knew I'd get carried away talking about the ending and I want to remember this. Um, look, talk about wanky bollocks, like, you know, the wing shot and the dragon burning the throne, stuff like that. Without any shadow of a doubt, the best shot in this entire episode is the single blade of grass poking through the snow mm. as we come, as we first come out on the north side of Castle Black. Yeah. And John's leading everyone out, and there is a single blade of grass peeking through the snow that suggests winter's Wind, ending. Winter's done. Yeah. Winter's finished. It, it reminds me, it wouldn't be right if I didn't end this show without calling back to Walking Dead at some point, would it? Um, <laughs> and it, it reminds me of the end of season three of Walking mm. Dead, um, which yeah. is my personal favorite season, even though yes, a lot of people have got problems with it. Um, there is a gorgeous shot at the end where they're all leaving the prison on a bus, and you just see some flowers growing. Mm. Um, just on the outskirts, and, and and it's just like no look, life can come back. Life yeah. will find a way. We can come back from this, and it's so full of hope. And that's what this shot is as well. It, it just encompasses hope. Like our journey is done, and we can move forward now. We're free. Um, yeah, it's just it's it's gorgeous. Like the, the only thing I would have liked, and again, they they don't do it here in this shot of is as John's trotting out on his horse. Why isn't Ghost just running along alongside him? I know we see him go in front, but should be running along. It's yeah. a given. Like, come on! But that's yeah, that's nitpicking. I mean, it's it's one of those that you know, they they're supposed to be a double act, but they just kind of don't. But they're do not. It. Yeah, I I don't get it. Don't get. I don't get how thrown away Ghost is. But anyway, yeah, what a fucking ending! Like I I I don't know how they managed to pull that off from where they from where they were three weeks ago, you know, and, and where yeah. they've been at various points throughout this show. Like it amazed me the first time, and it amazes me now. I finished this episode, and I was just like, yeah. That doesn't quite feel complete, but that's definitely a satisfying end. Um, it's just not a complete end because yeah. you missed some bits in the middle, but it's definitely like I can turn it off and just go, huh, that's done. Yeah, That was eight years. And it, do you know what I mean? And it, and it feels like I've been on a journey with these characters and they've grown, apart from Tyrion. All yeah. of them have grown. It was just grown. kind of where he was. Yeah, and they've all changed. And now the world is different as a result of the actions of this show. And I'll be damned. Like I said, the first first message I sent after after I watched it the first time, I'll be damned if they haven't stuck this fucking ending. Hmm. I know that's not popular opinion, but I'm sorry, it's mine. Like, yeah. I'll be damned if this ending doesn't work for me. And I know it shouldn't because of all the shit that we've said that over the last however many episodes. But they do. They they clearly knew where it had to end. So why the fuck it went so wrong in the middle just baffles me. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a bit of a strange one. Um, I, I have read, um, I think I, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago when we had the, the Long Night episode, um, one of the original drafts of the, of this ending had Jorah having survived that and going north with John. I don't, I don't know how they'd have got to that point. Um, no. Because I think that, A, he had to be Danny's pincushion. 
Yeah, uh, no, absolutely. His, he had did. to be the meat shield, um, and I think that was right for him. Um, and if that wasn't going to be the case, then there's no way he would. There's no way he would let him. No, would let John kill her and walk away from it because more. What, no, whereas Grey Worm was just a no fucking you no know, military dictator in waiting. Jorah fucking loved her. Yeah, and you know, there, there's there's not a satisfying ending whereby Jorah's still alive and John is allowed to go free. No, Jorah that, absolutely uh, had the right ending. Yeah, definitely. So I mean, I don't know how they would have done that, and um, frankly, I don't really want to know um, because I think it would have been detrimental. I think you're right. I think the the end that we got for our core for our core characters, with the exception of Tyrion, is largely satisfying. Um, Tyrion, just because, he, as you say, you just don't fucking go anywhere. Um, the only difference is, whereas at the start he was kind of power adjacent and you know, drunk a lot and and had you no know, and uh, was, as I said, by the end of the season when he was hand of the king, at least in the first couple of seasons he was getting laid. Yeah, he's just yeah, he's gone full circle and become more miserable. He's got older. Is basically what's happened. Yeah, that's it. Uh, that's, that's it. I mean, the that's, only other honest, character, this, so have I. Yeah, the, the only other character I'm not quite satisfied with, but not to the same level as Tyrion, is Sam. Um, I think obviously he's become a maester, which is yeah. fine. That works for him. Um, but so much of Sam's story has revolved around Gilly and little Sam that I feel like we're slightly shortchanged that yeah, we don't I mean, get them involved in this Especially as well. like when he when they have this of you no know, this kangaroo court at the, um, the dragon pit, um, where again they had some more they, they removed the water bottles that were beneath um his and um Davos's feet because mm-hmm. they missed them during filming. Um like he's he's there, you know, he's he's not there as a maester there, he's in his no, he's in his civvies as lord of wherever it is that his family home was. Yeah. So why does he give that up to go back and be a maester? Yeah. I, I feel like I just need to see the family side. Well, yeah, because, I, I mean, I, I mean, you, they, they, no, they could be... There, there are lots they could do with that way. You know, he could be a maester and st- at the Citadel and still have a family, but you need to do something with that, or he's not a maester because he, he is now a lord and has his family around him. So they need they need to do some, one or the other with him, and... It's, a, it's an easy enough fix. They just didn't bother. Yeah, and, and look, in, in the grand scheme of things, I say his, his ending felt satisfactory because he became a maester. And, yeah. you know, Gilly and little Sam are support characters at the end of the day, um, even though they're very popular and we see them a lot. Mm. Um, so, look, if there wasn't room for any everything, then I understand why they're not there. But, I mean, you could have thrown us a bone somewhere there, couldn't well, you? Well, I mean, given that he's been in he's been in this show since, like, the third episode. Yeah. And yeah. I know he hasn't been in every week, but no, he has been, as he pointed out, on top of the wall with John and Ed uh, um, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he he was a brother of the Night's Watch. He was a steward to the, to the Lord Commander. He was the first person to kill a white. He yeah. was the, he was the first of them to lay with a woman. All this sort of stuff. You know, he he was important, and then he doesn't really. I say he gets half an ending. Yeah. So he's he's maybe the only other one, but I don't. I'm not as in, you know. Not as yeah. pissed off with him as I am with Tyrion because he was such a major character. But look, in the grand scheme of things, actually, ninety nine percent of what they've done here is the best they could possibly do, and I truly believe that because the mistakes were made. They did. Yeah, they, they, they was, can't. They, they can't be unfucked, as I say. That's, so that's I think... it. And I mean, I qu- I quite like as well this um, when they filmed um, so some of the, um, the the battle of the fight stuff in Northern Ireland, which was supposed to double as Dubrovnik. Um, and the uh, the dragon pit stuff in in Seville, um, they actually took um, Jagannagar, the Waif, the Night King, uh, and Jon Snow. They took them all to all these places just so that paparazzi and fans and anybody hanging around would see them there, just so it would, so nobody get the ending. So yeah. that was quite a nice touch. I thought that was that was really well done. Um, and I think you're right. I think that as you can't put the genie back in the bottle, so the the things they fucked up 
way back when they couldn't unfuck. But so I think we what we got, and as I said, this is definitely an unpo- unpopular opinion. But I think actually what we got for an ending works pretty well. And as a, as a last episode, yes, okay, that it was boring in bits, um, and there were bits that should that belonged in last week in the in the battle and should have been climactic to the battle. Um, what we get actually, it's more or less there. And I think, no, they, as, as you said, they, they couldn't have ended it any better than John taking his rightful place, not on the Iron Throne, which is where he never wanted to be, where he never felt he should be, but amongst free people who wouldn't judge him for, for who his parents were or weren't, um, who didn't care that he was a bastard, didn't care if he loved a woman or anything. It was just he was just free to be John. Yeah. And that is that is that's all any of them should really aspire to be. You know, they all had their their desires, and I think every well, by and large, most of them got what they wanted. Yeah, I, I think it's the best ending that we could possibly have, given everything that's gone on. I really and I really truly believe that, and I'll defend it to the death. So come at me if you disagree, listeners. Maybe not um, the actual death because I don't like paperwork. Yeah, not the actual death. No, okay. So I'll I'll defend it to the virtual death then, um, if you want to come at me. Um, but you know, maybe I've changed your mind even, or maybe you agree with us in the first place. I don't know. Let us know. It's been been eight seasons um, yeah we've, we've heard from some of you along the way and we know that generally our opinions have been pretty unpopular um <laughs> but that's fine yeah that's, 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 that. that's the point of so, doing the show you know it, yeah. it, it gives us an outlet to talk about it and, and it gives us a chance to talk to people we wouldn't normally talk to so i mean that's been that's fine i mean this is this is the last episode of the show we'll we'll wrap up next week so we'll 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 have a We'll we'll have a look back and we'll go through some of some of our uh, some of our favourite bits and just kind of finish off really. And if the, if people do want to talk to us now, it's pretty much your last chance before next week. Um, it's the perfect time as well. As I said, we are going to be sort of reflecting slightly next week. So again, let us know what are your favourite bits of the show. What are the bits you really didn't like? Who were your favourite characters? Now's now's the time because next week's going to be all of that and just reflecting yeah. on the show as a whole. So. Yeah, next week's your chance. Get in touch. Let us know, and we'll um, we'll have a discourse. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, on on that note, um, you can find us on Twitter at DD Podcast Net, on Facebook and YouTube with the Double Down Podcast Network. You can go to our website ddpodcast.net, where you can pick up all of our previous episodes plus our other shows as well. Wherever you get your podcast from, be it iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Amazon Music, like, share, subscribe, leave some message, and we'll get back to you as best we can. But until next time, game over.